Hi guys, welcome to our podcast. This is uh, the third episode from uh, us. We are No Balls Cricket, and we have a very somber edition today. Uh, we're going to discuss the goings on in the second test between India and England, and also move on to a couple of other discussions. And today, being World Left Handers Day, we're going to discuss our favorite left handers. Uh, and of course, uh, to join me, I'm introducing the guys. Yet again, it's the respected journalist Aditya Devak, along with the uh, former junior international in Siddharth Solanki and myself, Siddharth Sadan, the club pro. Welcome, guys. Hello. They make the West Indies team look so bad. We was in all kind of trouble. Joey Karu pull a muscle. Clive Lloyd get about three run out. We was in trouble without a doubt. It was Gavaskar. The real master, just like a wall, we couldn't out Gavaskar at all, not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't out Gavaskar at all. Okay, we'll begin very quickly where we really have to begin. It's the test match between India and England. Uh, it, let's be honest, India uh, were shambolic. Uh, pulled out for 107 after after losing the toss and being put into back in pretty gloomy, dank conditions on a very wet, rainy day uh, in London. Uh, England, in reply, racked up 396 for seven in much better batting conditions. Uh, Chris Wokes and Johnny Bairstow being the cornerstones of that inning. And uh, in reply to that monster mammoth lead, India crumbled in the face of very, very good bowling from the English to be bundled out for just 137, ending up losing by an innings. Uh, and in just over two days' time as well. So not really a great performance from them. Uh, guys, where do you think we went wrong to begin with? We lost the toss. Really? That's where you're <laughs> going to begin the toss? <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think that was the single biggest factor in this in this uh, match. I, I mean, we're going to get into a big, bigger discussion about tosses in general. But honestly, I... If you look at what was most influential in the result, losing the toss on the on the second day, as it were, being put in the bat under those conditions, I mean, I if we'd gotten the best batting conditions, we would have probably not made three ninety six for seven, but we would have, uh, we would have gotten a like a much better innings in. Yeah, we wouldn't have lost so comprehensively. Yeah, it could have. You would still have lost. Yeah, but <laughs> it have been less embarrassing. <laughs> It could have been like an edgebiston type, like heartbreaker, rather than this. I mean, to be honest, we, the, the situation that they fi- find themselves in is that they've basically uh, lost the first game, a game that they ideally should have won. So, if they'd have lost that game and then pulled off pulled off this performance, it would have been okay. One all going into the third test, not so bad. Yeah. But they lost that game, and then having to deal with this performance now, it's shambolic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, th- Sorry, Sid, think, go ahead. Yeah, so even if if it wasn't such a big defeat, I think we'd have had a chance to come back. But an innings in, what is it, 130 runs? It, uh, to come back and fix our problems in six days, it's going to be really hard. Unless we can get Elon Musk to give us a new opener. I don't see us <laughs> doing well. I, I put my hand up and said I'd open the batting. I mean, I have a better average than Vijay in those conditions at the moment. I, I seriously doubt, Sid, that you're going to be able to face to, uh, Jimmy Anderson. 
I, yeah, I, I just have to leave everything that's not on the stumps and play everything that is. I can't hit the rest anyway. <laughs> Don't he, but, but it's, I, I don't know, isn't it just really easy to say that? I mean, these guys have practiced for years. I know they're a bit shit, but there's, it, was, it was hard to play that first day. I don't blame any of the batsmen on the first day, but our second innings, that was a huge nightmare. Okay, I, I, I'm going to bring a really weird random question up because I know Sid's been following this for a week. But do you think Shikhar Dhawan should have played? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Um, can I just give a shout out to my friend Swayam? I'm going to I'm going to force him to listen to this. Uh, but so we've been having a discussion, me and Swayam, where he says or thinks that Dhawan should have started the game because all these batsmen have similar records uh, in uh, since 2015. But he believed, his instinct said that Dhawan was a more attacking batsman and it would have been nice to have a left-hander in there instead of Vijay or Rahul. What do you guys think? He sounds a bit like Kohli, to be honest, with his gut feeling. That, I mean, that's, that's high praise, to be fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> so basically, we're all saying that Swayam's concept is a bit shit. Yeah, because, see, even though their records have been similar, uh, so I think they all average around 17, 18 since uh, 2015. But the, Vijay's actually done this before. And what Swayam was saying, that they're both... Selecting either one of them will be a risk. But selecting Vijay was a lesser risk because we know he's got the ability to do this. And Dhawan's already got chances. Rahul hasn't. And Dhawan's been getting out the same okay. way for a long time. So, I, I, I really can't see where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I find right, it... Moving on. Oh, wait, wait, wait we, 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 we can't on. talk more about Dhawan? No, we really don't want to. A, a, a yes would have done instead of a monologue. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, okay, let's move on from the openers. Uh, the real problem I felt always lies in the middle order. Okay, Pujara ran himself out in the first inning. I don't... Uh, Pujara... I think it's Kohli ran him out. Well, Kohli ran him yeah. out. Fine. Whatever you can say, that was a, pretty much a self-inflicted wound on us. Uh, Kohli, the way he got out, Wokes really set him up. And but to be, the, I mean, you say he set him up. Innings, he was a, but he was, like, he, he was playing shots that he wasn't playing against Anderson. You have to think where that started coming from. Like, he, he four, four or five times in that innings, he played drives on the up to Wokes and survived. And then he ended up getting out to Wokes. Like... I, it, it was just poor batting for one from Kohli as well. Yeah, I think he, um, I think he must have remembered the walks from RCB. <laughs> oh dear God! Yeah, but you, I know. Say before you go on, I just want to mention one thing that you know that whole umpiring thing where we went off for one ball. You know when Pujara got drawn out, we went off yeah. for one ball and then we came back, and that was the ball where Pujara got uh, run out, and then we went back out again. So, I don't know why we went back in for one ball. I, I don't think the umpire should have allowed for that. Do you remember the, that? The less said the less said about cricket and rain rules, the better, honestly. I still have flashbacks of South Africa, Durban, 20... And then, you know, you go back further and you have 22 of one ball. So, let's not talk about <laughs> cricket in the rain. It's a really bad marriage. No, but I'm just um, saying that was... I believe that was a factor in why we weren't focused, at least for that one ball, and why we got run out. 
really, it really shouldn't matter. I mean, it's one ball. It's you what, leave it and if, move on. if you're a batsman, right, and you're playing test cricket against Jimmy Anderson on the clouds, right, you have to be in the zone. When you go out for a ball, you're thinking, oh, this is for it. I'll relax for 20 minutes, come back, focus. And you've literally just crossed the boundary line and the rain stopped. And I'm just like, yo, come back. And then you have to go and face but Jimmy why, Anderson again. My, but why would you run for that one ball? I mean, unless it's an easy single and then something stupid happens. Anyway, let's move on from this because this argument is moot. Um, <laughs> Ajinkya Rahane, what has gone wrong with him? And where is he falling off a cliff all of a sudden? He was our best batsman overseas. Yeah, I'm quite disappointed in, in Rahane simply because he's been my favorite batsman for a long time. And... I expect him to do well in these conditions. Obviously, look, we have the the memories of his last innings at Lords when he when he got his uh, or his last test rather when he got a century and it was a match winning effort. Uh, and you're just used to seeing that, right? You're seeing he comes in for one match in South Africa, play gets a like really hard fought forty five that set, that sets up a win. You've seen him do well outside of India. You, I mean, we know this. It's he's very famously much better batsman outside of India than inside India. So for him to get out the way he did. Was just was just disappointing. Even though I mean, I think there's a, there was a huge element of luck in the way this match turned out. That England always got the best bowling conditions when they were bowling, and always got the best batting conditions for the second half of their innings. But you, people like Rahane, Pujara, Kohli. I mean, Pujara got unlucky, but Rahane and Kohli, you just expect better from. Yeah, I mean, even in the second innings, Rahane. Again, played somewhat of a poor shot to get out. Pujara got a beauty in the second. Yeah. And uh, Kohli had that back issue to deal with. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't think they were that... Uh, I mean, they were that... Uh, they weren't as bad as, as Rahane, basically. I mean, their dismissals weren't... Yeah, uh, no. Uh, let's, talk a, let's talk a little bit about uh, KL Rahul also. Um, he showed more application than Vijay in both innings. But then somehow manages to throw it away. I, I mean, I couldn't really figure out what was going on there. I feel like Rahul is... This is going to be a very cliched thing to say, but I think he's the first uh, amongst like regular test batsmen that we think we can have. I think he's the first of our new generation of um, like built on T20 and their technique and their batting style built around limited overs cricket and then trying to translate that into into tests. And, and he's going to be the one who's... Uh, whose technique I think in that sense is going to be the examined the most. Even though I think if he actually does apply himself, he could be a really good test batsman. But it's just a mentality thing where I think he's like, he's he's too eager to attack and he doesn't really know what he's doing when he's facing slightly tough conditions. And he's just I think it's a more a a, a, a a question of how he approaches his batting that he needs to sort out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Okay, let's uh, uh, notice how I'm very politely avoiding my favorite punching bag. I will get there, but I'm keeping him in the balance for right now. Interesting use uh, of word. Let's talk about the Indian. Yeah, notice how he's he's going to be. You know, uh, he's he's going to be targeted at some point in this in this podcast. Uh, and okay, so we'll move on. We'll talk about Hardik Pandya. He showed the most application out of all the Indian batsmen and that I've seen on this tour so far. I, by the way, I'd also say he showed the most application out of all the Indian bowlers. Um, he, I felt, was the most consistent, uh, at least amongst the seamers. I, he was 
he looked the most threatening um, during during England innings. And yeah, definitely as a batsman, I was impressed because he's the one you'd expect to flash and hit out and you know do something stupid. And I, I honestly, at the stage when you're like, if you're 99 for six or whatever, and and Hardik Pandya gets out playing a rash shot, I wouldn't even blame him because you know what was the top order doing before that? But he he was impressive. He he showed some some amount of stability. Yeah, him and Ashwin both. Ashwin top scored um, in both innings. The only batsman to get past 30. Yeah. And I think Ashwin and Pandya have got more than 20 in three of the four innings. And I think Kohli's the only... But that shows... Kohli, Pandya that just shows you that, That's it. But that just shows you that your lower order can back. Maybe they're not... I mean, they didn't have the luck of Chris Wokes or Johnny Besto, but they can back. Yeah, it should be said, by the way, I'm glad you brought... Again, bringing luck up, that uh, apart from... Besto's innings, which was a very scratchy innings until he finally, um, until he finally found some some sense of rhythm. There was not a single top six batsman who got past uh, thirty apart from Besto in either side. So it's I, so that's why I keep saying that you know this is obviously it's a very embarrassing defeat. You know the margin is humiliating, and you know people questions have to be asked and everything. But you just have to see like batting was tough here, and England just happened to get that one spell uh, on the end of the third day and the beginning of the fourth day where they had. Good batting conditions, and that changed the game. Uh, okay. Um, also, ahead of the, uh, you know, going with that, the English bowling was fantastic. Uh, James Clouderson and Stuart Broad, brilliant as usual. Glad you said that. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris Wokes was great as well. I mean, he had a great test match with the hundred as well. Yeah. Uh, so they had an all-round good game. I mean, I don't <laughs> think I can say anything that England. Did particularly wrong. They didn't even drop too many catches. I mean, the ones Butler dropped, he caught them basically. But can we give a shout out to Adil Rashid? Because I think that's one of the greatest performances ever. Yeah, he he reminds me of a guy on my club team named Parcha. Uh, He basically drives from. uh, He lives in somewhere in town, Opera House or that area. I remember we once played a 40-over game in Virar. He drove from there to Virar to field. <laughs> Did he at least take a catch? But I mean, if yeah. he took a catch, he would be a, he would have done better than Rashid in this match. Yeah, now, no, he did worse. He actually had, he actually had a misfield. And, anyway. and I think Rashid got twelve thousand five hundred pounds to play. Yeah, this guy spent seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, so we basically had. Uh, a really bad test match, but nobody could be as bad as Dinesh Karthik. I mean, this was... This should end his test career. See, I... I, I go for it, Sid. Sorry. Uh, I, I, you know what, Sid? For the first time, I agree. Uh, I don't think you're being too harsh on Dinesh Karthik. A lot of people have been saying that after this test that this should be the end. And even Harsha Bhogle, or someone, someone on social media said that they were watching him in the nets... And he just couldn't get his bat to the ball. He he's been in woeful form. Sorry, I believe that was about Dhawan. No, no, it was about it was about Karthik. Uh, but he's. I think it because I think we've lost the series. We might as well get Rishabh Pant in now. Yeah, I think that's a. F- it's about time to play Pant. Yeah, that's and especially give. I think now it can't really. I mean, I, I say it can't get worse. Obviously, this because this could end up five nil, and that would be way worse. But from a keeping perspective, it, it you know how much worse are you expecting? Plus, we solved that left-hander issue with Rishabh Pant batting, um, and I think it's yeah. Now it's time. Like Dinesh Karthik has had 
had his time in in South Africa. Had his has had his time here, and he's not really performed with the bat or with the gloves. Yeah, I mean, the way he got out in both innings. Uh, the I mean, the the current delivery, okay, fine, but getting cleaned up that way with by Stuart Broad. But of course, the current delivery you also see, you know, just like at Edge Baston. This giant gap between bat and pad, which t- today act- in this test match actually extended from being the gateway of India to being the entire Arabian Sea. Now. <laughs> I was wondering how how are you exaggerating this one? <laughs> you know, but, to be fair, uh, that ball was ridiculous, right? It, the the amount it swung I, I back agree in. That bo- I'm it was it was still that. an awful I, shot. I, it was in fact it was an even more awful shot, knowing that the ball could swing that much. So. A technical flaw, technical difficulty, that something has to improve. And the only way to improve on something that can't be improved is by picking another player. But do we, so, do we, do we, here's the thing, can you, do you really want to throw in a 20-year-old on a tour like this with bowler, against bowlers like Anderson and Broad and Wokes? And it, it could, like, yes, it, Karthik deserves to be dropped on his form, but do you, what about the impact that that could have on Rishabh Pant's career? If he starts off, if if in his first three games he's subjected to this and it and it just doesn't go well for him, he's never had to keep long in a in a test match condition before, and especially in England, like if the ball's moving, that's going to be something he's not used to. But uh, Aditya, but he's been on that eight also. Yeah. I don't see why not. And also, if even if he performs badly, if our team management has given him the word saying, "Listen, uh, Rishabh." It's fine. Just just go there, get some experience. We don't care how you do. Just try your best. You're not going to be dropped. I, I think it won't do him as much damage if like if they told him, oh, dude, if you if you mess up, we're dropping you right now. This is where your career like ends. If you sure, sure. I take your point, but the other the other point in that argument is we are essentially talking about two of India's backup keepers. Are we are we essentially saying now that even if even when Ridhiman Saha become uh, gets fit again, we we don't pick him, we just stick with Pant? Because I would say that there's no doubt that Saha is the best keeper that we have, uh, and he I I would say he's an automatic pick for keeper if he's fit. So uh, so then are we suggesting that Pant is now our keeper of the future? We don't bring Saha back. We just like now we we've got Rishabh Pant there, and that's it. No, no, he can always be the backup keeper. I mean, he he is looking like a future keeper right now, but. Saha, oh, yeah. Saha is our best keeper. I don't disagree with that. But he's still got like a few years in him. But after that, I think this experience will do him a world of good. And even Sachin recently said that age doesn't matter. If he's good enough, he's good enough. And yeah. then, no, that's true. And then there was Dravid, who never like builds up a player, praises him in the media. And he said, Rishabh Pant is ready. Yeah, I remember when... And Dravid very specifically said from, his, from a batting perspective that Pant has the ability to... Um, adapt his game according to context and conditions, which is encouraging. The, you, you know the, that sort of vote of confidence to come in. I'm just wondering whether this is the po- is this genuinely the right time to bring in a 20 year old, or would you rather do it in a in a in an environment or in a uh, series that would be much more comfortable for him? Like we've got the West Indies I, West I, Indies series at home I, later at this, this point, year, for example. That seems like the perfect point, time to bring in Pant. At this point, I don't feel that you have an option because sticking with Dinesh Karthik is only going to get you the same results. So, Pant has to play accordingly. Yeah, and I think being challenged like this always improves a player, right? Throw him in the deep end and we'll see how it goes. But all we know, he'll improve from this. Yeah, um, if we thought the same way about Sachin at 16, he's like, oh, should we expose him to Vakar and Vaseem? He would have never been the player he is right now. I think it helped him a lot 
to start off with that i'm sure yeah look i, I mean the whole like the age argument can go both ways like some it, for some people it can be ruinous some people it can make them so you know it i get that entirely i'm just saying i think the the ideal place to bring pant in would be on a home tour against a weaker side rather than you know against this bowling uh in england i i, I agree with you i, I, I don't, don't think you that. can play dinesh karthik anymore so I, i'm pretty sure pant will come in i just i just wonder if it's definitely the smart call it's it's not about having a smart call now it's about not having any options left which is where you are at being 2-0 down in the series after two tests and and that really is is the story where do you go from here they made a mistake with the selection in uh, the, the lords test picking kuldeep that was not a good idea wait um, wait wait so wait, who wait, comes wait, back wait. In? can can we can we flash back to our previous podcast and what you said about uh, about the selection for that game, for this game what what look what you thought the weather was I, I going to be what you guaranteed what we, what what these five days were going to be like and therefore whether we, we should go with two spinners or not I was wrong I am not checking Trent Bridge weather so we don't even know what that's going to be I'm leaving that up to you guys now <laughs> George at Google weather because whenever I do it I turn wrong anyway um, no but look he, he they should have changed tack the toss didn't happen till the second day so yeah no I I completely agree. Side? the moment you realize that so, you've lost I mean, an entire day to 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 rain and that the conditions are going to be the same they probably should have changed tack okay we're going to have to circle through this a bit quickly now um who do you bring in where what are the changes do you do you tinker with the batting lineup pant comes in for karthik that's the only obvious change but uh, what about the bowling do you play two spinners i don't think you play two spinners at trent bridge oh uh, no. definitely not two spinners but see there's also some I, I mean, there are few people who are saying Kohli might not play Trent Bridge because he said what I think a few people picked up on was that he said I'm hundred I'll be hundred uh, percent fit to bat, but I'm not sure if he'll be able to last on the field. He says he's gonna he can you know he can take the field he can bat he's not sure about running, um, and look if he's as uncomfortable as he was against Stuart Broad then do you really just want do you re- really want him as a batsman anyway? I mean not I, look I know that's that's borderline blasphemous but when when one of your premier uh, batsmen against a short ball can't handle the any sort of variable bounce or any sort of bounce at all it, it it's worrying and you, if you'd rather not have kohli if he's a walking, a wicket, walking wicket like just yeah. let him recover for the fourth, for the fourth test. test but then if kohli doesn't come in right who do we get in karun nayar <laughs> Never mind. That changes the equation entirely. Kohli, no, Kohli you know, can play at one percent fit, fitness. One, one minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is the guy who, in his last Test innings against England, got a triple century. So who knows? He might be as lucky as Besto and get three hundred more. You never know, man. <laughs> it may not be the worst option. Listen, if Karun Nair can get double triple centuries against the same team in home in a way i think he can then you have to start wondering about who are we leaving out in the next match does rahane get dropped does pujara get dropped, dropped? Yeah. like yeah so strip kohli of his captain secret to karun nair <laughs> karun nair was captain of the great team just by the way <laughs> karun nair is a treble winning karnataka captain i mean that's ridiculous right how old is he 26 i'm captain, captain them last season so i mean and you know they did fairly well in the ranji trophy um yeah but anyway um yeah so karun nair would be your only option also bumrah will be fit for the the test so do you bring him in 
Yeah, I definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. If he's yeah, if he's okay. good to go, you bring him in. Fair then enough. it's a question uh, of who you the... take out, bro. Whether you take out if it's I mean, just... if you're gonna if, if you're gonna take out if you're gonna take out Kuldeep anyway, then you may as well just add Bumrah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two um, plus that other change. You change the top order. Do you do you go like Swayam and bring Dhawan back in, or you just leave it as is? Let's bring. It'll come good eventually. I, I'm gonna go radical here and say that it's time someone like Mayank Agarwal gets a chance. Um, he, it's been it's debatable because he's obviously had he's had a very prolific first class career, but that's you know Indian conditions and the and when he's been in the IPL. I, I know IPL is not a marker for Test cricket, but the what I would say is that it's the first time he's had to face international quality bowling and he's not been consistent then um but he's the only opener really knocking on the door at the moment and if you know if rahul's struggling vijay's struggling dhawan's struggling like i think now you have to start looking at other options especially if we if we're ready to give no, okay. give rishabh pant a chance saying that okay either the series is gone or there's you know it can't get yeah, it but, can't ha- yeah, but do any harm will, the, you you have to realize one thing mayank agarwal's not in this squad so as of now he can't come in, so there's no option in, in bringing that in. So do you, the only option right now you have of bringing back into the squad is Dhawan. Do you bring him in or no? Uh, no, because I want some stability in the side. I mean, I know okay. we're arguing for Punt to come in, but I think they deserve another chance, don't they? Because chopping and changing hasn't worked for India. I think it didn't yeah. work for us in South yeah. Africa, and it's not worked for us here. So we might as well just give them a second chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and what about England? Do they need to make any changes? Well, you expect Stokes is going to come back, right? And then that that gives you. Yeah, Stokes is coming back. Stokes. What? Because that trial ended yesterday, uh, and uh, again, a lot of things have been said about Stokes. Uh, you know, he's left uh, out of the squad but... for the third test, according to the BBC. So he's not coming back. Ooh. It was oh, literally announced like an hour ago. So. Yeah, so that's really fresh news. We're giving you breaking news on this podcast, ladies <laughs> but and gentlemen. They're going to listen to this uh, tomorrow, Sid, so... Oh, damn it. <laughs> we're, Not if you get it up. We're, we're cutting this uh, bit out, aren't we? No, no, no. Of course no. we are. Keep on going. Oh, we're going to leave it? Yeah. All right, why not? Okay, uh, we guys, we're going to have an editorial decision on whether we cut this out or not. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Uh, yeah, so that's the predictions for the third test. Uh, sorry. We have to do predictions for the third test, guys. Uh, I'm going for another England win. There's Trent Bridge, Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson. No chance. Uh, I, I want to go for an India win just because I, I think the series needs an India win right now. More than just as an India, India fan. Uh, if this gets a 3-0, it's just a boring series and we don't want that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, this test is sucked the joy out of this series really because we were so comprehensively beaten I just don't see any hope how are we going to like improve in six days five days now I mean I I know this sounds a bit depressing but uh... (laughs) yeah this is a little too depressing for me I'm going to go for an India win just to be upbeat everyone's got to get better (laughs) you know they can't get worse so they've got to get better yeah they have to get better so yeah we will go to an India win uh, I, 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 I'm, I would try to be optimistic anyway, so I'd always say India win. But, uh, you know, it'll take a miracle and maybe there are you know, a couple of guys coming in could produce one. Definitely Karthik going out can produce <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on from uh, my favorite punching bag. Uh, 
it, it drew up another issue that test match. Uh, we we knew we discussed this earlier when we, uh, you know, when Faf Duplessis came up with the, you know, the thing of taking away the toss and giving the decision to battle field first to the fielding side. And I know Michael Holding brought it up to the, vi- to the visiting side. You mean? Yeah, to, to the visiting side. That's, what, that's yeah. what I said. Wasn't that what I said? You said to the fielding side. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to the visiting side, I meant. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and Michael Holding brought it up uh, in that in county cricket, uh, the the visiting side actually gets the option of whether they want to field first or not. If they want to field first, they can, and there's no need for a toss. But if they have to bat, then they'll have to flip forth. Uh so we can revisit. We're going to revisit this argument, and it's open to you guys. Uh, I'll go first, actually. Uh, I, I think. No, you don't say. <laughs> um, I think we have to even out the differences between home and away performances. I think home home and away teams, uh, home teams have been dominating far too much lately. So I think I can't see any other way of sort of balancing that other than giving the visiting side a chance to bat off ball first. Because I, I can't see anyone else coming up with better ideas to even it all out. Because, I mean, it was quite ridiculous. You saw that uh, England won the toss, got the better of the conditions. And, I mean, it was just like good luck that the second innings was pretty much the same. But, uh, they, they, you know, they got the rainy day to bowl on, where the ball was doing all kinds of crazy things off the surface. And, uh, yeah, the next day was bright and sunny and then they got to bed. Uh, and you saw it in the Sri Lanka series as well, where Sri Lanka won, ended up winning both tosses in South Africa, had to bat uh, last in, in both of those test matches. So, I mean, there is an argument being made that visiting sides don't win that often anyway. So, they may as well get the option, right? See, I'm, I'm hesitant about any rule that essentially you, makes you legislate for incompetence. Like, I, I think... You, what you're really saying is, okay, visiting batsmen are now so bad that we need to change the rules to give them a chance. I, I like, I yes, obviously, you know, you now the 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 advantage has become starker for the, than what it used to be. But then, well, I mean, what I say when I what we say by what it used to be, we're talking about maybe like a comparison to say ten years ago. Whereas if you look at like what Test cricket was way back when, it was like home home advantages were probably even more stark or just as stark as they are now. I just get the feeling that batsmen need to be better um, dealing with conditions. You, I, you, either you prepare better, you play more practice matches during the tour, uh, you know, at beginning the before the tour rather, um, or you just like have serious examinations of your technique. You need to figure out how how to play in a new condition, and you do it. I, I, I don't have. I, I don't have any sympathy for India's batsmen now as much as I didn't have any sympathy for when we were bowling England out easily and we had like what two or three innings victories in that series. Uh, I'd rather just. But um, you have to. Okay. Uh, that series was completely different because two out of those four test matches, we won A, batting second, and B, having batted after England have already made four. Yeah, exactly. We, we, so that's a different kettle we, of fish altogether. Sure. We, and yeah, we, I, I don't think we won. It's not like we won five tosses in that series. I think we'd won either two or three. And I think we, we won lost the, all four. No, we lost, I think, three out of the five. Yeah. And, uh, and we won that series 4-0. So I, yeah, and, and I remember we won. We won in Mumbai after batting 
second. Yeah. When England, Keaton Jennings on debut and made a yeah, yeah. he got to four. Yeah, and then and the same thing happened in Chennai in the fifth test. Yep, I, that's what I think. Now got the ridiculous triple hundred. So I think this. Uh, so what you're saying, I, I think, plays into the toss argument that where some people say it's like you're taking home advantage away entirely. Clearly not. So there, I'd say that that's not really my concern. I just feel like should we really be changing the rules or should we just be telling people to get better? But uh, in an ideal world. Aditya, I mean, I'd like to tell um, the Indian batsmen, you know, come early, prepare. But with with all these cricketing boards... I'd also no, no. like to tell them to grow some balls, but nothing can happen that quickly. <laughs> uh, but um, with the cricketing boards just after money, it's hard to fit in door matches. And plus, it's about making it more competitive, right? Otherwise, test cricket's just not going to be as appealing to a younger generation I understand the whole idea that you know what they should they should practice more, change the techniques, but it's not. I don't think it's logistically possible anymore with so many different formats, and especially when T20s and ODIs win uh, earn you a lot more money. It's going to be harder for boards to con- uh, for for us to convince the boards to um, give more attention to test matches and let them prepare for longer. See, I don't know about that. Like, you look at... We, we're talking about someone like Rahane, for example. It, you know, Puj, like, fair play to Pujara for going... For having done two county stints. That's preparation. Rahane... Why hasn't Rahane done something like that? Or, you know, Kohli was willing... To, un, until he had his injury issues, he was going to do a two-match stint with Surrey. I think some of these players... If the boards aren't being accommodating... And that is a, that is an issue that needs to be looked at. The boards should be more, more supportive of their teams trying to win abroad. But if then it comes down to player initiative, right? Is someone like KL Rahul, uh, yeah, I know he's being gro- tried out in the ODI side as well, but he, he can also, on his own, say, look, the best thing for me right now, given that I'm, a te- uh, I'm now being looked at as a test batsman, is let me play a month of county cricket and see how but I do another, another thing is that do all these county teams have spaces for our batsmen? I mean, Yorkshire definitely do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be moaning about so many players. <laughs> but there, there's a limit on like foreign players, and I'm assuming they're yeah, no, they pay them more than the local players. And it's not like county um, uh, associations have a lot of money on their hands. No, no, but these guys. I mean, Yorkshire have moaned about a lot of players this season. Right? From listen, Rashid, it's a time-honored Yorkshire tradition to moan about the rest of England. So, like, it's fine. Like, let that is what Yorkshire does. Yeah, fine. Says the truth. Yeah, uh, yeah like, anyway, like give us that. Uh, Yorkshire just thinks we we just think we're better, and the rest of England can suck it. And so, and whenever whenever anything is done to imbalance this equation, Yorkshire will moan. You might be from a better part of England, but you're not from a better part of India, my friend. You're not. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So we'll just have a fa- quick final word on that. Um, Yes or no on scrapping the toss? I'm a no. Uh, a definite yes. A yes. Just, That's interesting. I mean, he has he no, has I, just I, been I, saying it for the last yeah exactly minutes. for the last five minutes. I've <laughs> made a case for scrapping no, the I toss. Mean, he's, made the, he's made the argument. I didn't think he'd take the plunge. No, no, no. Definitely because it's look at us two series in. We don't care about the series anymore. Because I mean, so two matches in, and it just needs to be more competitive. <clears throat> Otherwise, it's it just drags and drags on, and no one cares about Test cricket. But you were saying this after the Edgman Edgman Test, and uh, like where everyone was like, "Look, all you need is to make conditions even, make it 
you know, not batting do dominated, not bo bowling dominated, and people will care about test cricket. All you need is, you don't need to change the rules to make a test match competitive, right? You just need, like, I, so I do think that there should be some legislation for, okay, let's not have so much home cooking that, say, you know, there's, you're being, you're being given green tops in England and, you know, trampoline bounces in Australia and that's all that every, anyone ever has to deal with. But if you, there, there are ways to legislate against the advantage that still gives you good competitive cricket. Like? Like just... Edgbaston. Like Edgbaston, yeah. Where you just, where, you know, you put a little, you, you, you trust the grounds and maybe you make, I, uh, one good uh, suggestion I read on uh, uh, cricket for commentary was the way people had um, we had people had to clamor for in, neutral international umpiring panels. You have uh, for test matches only. You have neutral internationally appointed groundsmen and curators who are doing that job and who, whose directive is to make it a balanced game. The, yeah, but the, the counter let's, counter that. Let's, I think it was. Let's let's not let's not go. No, no, just that. one let's, one quick point. Said that's a... just to counter that because it'll be logistically impossible for someone to curate a test pitch from. I don't know. I don't know how long they have to plan for that sort of thing. But you so, can plan. You can make. You can plan for that if you know you have a test series coming up in uh, in April. For this is a whole other argument. We're missing the point. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Completely missing. I, I'm the point. just gonna say. Yeah. I'm. I'm also scrapping the toss. I, I am a definite no on okay. scrapping the toss. Uh, I'm actually in favor of Michael Holding's um, concept of, you know, if you're gonna get to field first, you flip it in subcontinental conditions. Where everyone wants to bat first anyway. Nobody wants to field first. Right? Right. Uh, if you want to field first, say yes. And then there's no need to have the toss. Otherwise, bat first. So, yeah, so scrapping the, the toss. toss for that. You're, you're also scrapping the toss. Only in that situation. He's, you're, he's, saying, he's saying the toss is optional. The toss is optional. Okay. Yeah. But no. I don't see. Yeah. No, right. That's that segment. Uh, moving on. Uh, today is or uh, just happens to be International Left-Handers Day. Either of you left-handed? No. Uh, when I'm writing and throwing the ball, but not when I'm bowling or batting. So you're like Sachin? Oh man, yeah, we pretty went much. There. Exactly. Oh man, we went thing. there. <laughs> no, he's just an idiot. I can't believe he's swam. I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, in honor of International Left-Handers Day. I thought it prudent that I asked the, the, the esteemed panelists what they thought of and who they thought were their favorite left-handers. Does anyone hmm. go first? We'll start with Sid. We'll start with Sid because he had an interesting one earlier. Well, I, I was just joking there, but Parthiv Patel. <laughs> he was a joy to watch, man. Look at that. The this is, proper this is where Sid gets to say that his favorite left-hander is Rishabh Pant now because we're just going to name random wicket keepers. <laughs> no, no I, 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 I was going to say my favorite right-hander was Dinesh Karthik, but okay. <laughs> no, no, in, in, in all seriousness, be, being a massive India fan and growing up watching Ganguly and trying to copy him, I'll probably have to say Ganguly and then Yuvrat Singh. I think Yuvrat Singh had that swagger yeah, about Yuvrat him. Singh. That was, as an impressionable 14-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid, he was, just, <laughs> he, was just, he was a joy to watch. And then yeah, yeah. add in their personality... And the story of Yuvraj battling cancer, winning us the World Cup, six sixes, all of that. Oh my God! Can we not have the whole Bollywood soap opera? It's not a soap opera, dude. Hey, come on, it man! Is. It is a. It, it's a reason why I like him. Yeah. You ask me who my favorite left hand is. Yeah, it, it influences my decisions. So I had to mention it. 
okay. Yeah. Um, they've got any bowlers? Or your, your list also has batsmen on it? Oh, I, I mean, I would think about bowlers. Yeah, oh, dude, it's that's so biased. Just, that's, that's just so, so discriminatory. Um, <laughs> You're such a batsman. <laughs> no, I mean, look, of players that I've gotten to watch in my lifetime, I think, I, I mean, yeah, I'd pick this two of the same batsmen firstly. Um, uh, Ganguly and Yuvraj. Loved watching Lara bat, whatever little I got to see, obviously. Um, see, left arm bowlers, they've been like uh, Zaheer Khan, I think, severely oh, yeah. underrated. Severely yeah, underrated. Definitely. And I loved watching him bowl. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, and, and here's one that we, that kind of fits the definition for both. I genuinely loved Irfan Pathan when he came, when he burst onto the scene. Oh, I was going to say Irfan Pathan oh, yeah, as my batsman. Side. Both as yeah, he his batting was so pristine, so classically left-handed, and he was such a sight when he was bowling and he was on on song. Um, and then especially that hat trick. Remember the hat trick against Pakistan? I remember that simply because I also remember that somehow we managed to lose that test from having them at like four for three in the first over. So it was yeah, it it's a very vivid memory. But I also remember him then getting a century against Pakistan, I believe, in India. Yeah. Uh, that was before. Was it before or after? I can't remember. This now. is after. I don't remember this bit. I, he he definitely had the test century in India. I just don't know if it was against Pakistan or not. But I think it was. Um, yeah. So him uh, outside of India, I'd go with people like I love watching Mitchell Stark bowl. He's just he's a delight to. But him, yeah, yeah him, Trent Bolt. What about his spirit? What about his spiritual predecessor, Wasim Akram? Oh yeah, if we're going if we're going back, then definitely we'll see him. We're talking about all left handers. Yeah, yeah. You can pick anybody. Yeah, R.P. Oh, Singh. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually. Uh, I, uh, 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 I, I was gonna go a bit on the crazy hairstyle aspect of it and go Ryan's side bottom. Oh yeah. Oh, right. side bottom was awesome. Another fellow Yorkshireman. You know, just quickly in that Irfan Patan test where he got the hat trick. Kamran Akmal scored a century. Yep. yep. It, that match is vividly burned into my memory. And, and you know... Oh, dear God. Please, don't, can we not talk about this ever on this <laughs> podcast? Uh, Kamran Akmal and the entire Akmal family <laughs> from this podcast. And this is not because we're Indian. No, the Akmals are just... Anyway. No, and by the way, Mohammed yeah. Amir is another one I really love. Another lefty I really love. Oh, Mohammed Amir. Yeah. Also, um, like interesting, very left field choice, Jesse Ryder. That's an interesting. I one. used to love watching him bat. He's never been great, and obviously he's had his you know fair share of disciplinary and drinking and like fairly serious you know mental health problems. But watching him play when he was like completely unencumbered, he was just devastating and great to watch. But if you guys love violence, I mean, Adam Gilchrist was always there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if we can... Yeah, that, there, I mean, there is a long list. If we just start naming random left-handers who are good to watch bowling or batting, we could be here for a while. Okay. Let's, let's do three categories then. Right? Let's do uh, your best-looking left-handed batsman. Best looking left-handed bowlers, and just best hand, best and looking left-hander we, in general, and just best and just best left-hander in general. Are we talking in terms of cricket or their physical features? Because I'll have to change my answers. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> podcast. We're not talking about women. Yeah, we would yeah, we never, never objectify cricketers like that, would we? 
<laughs> I know. We would never. Speaking of Although, speaking of left handers. Speaking of left handers, I was just about to say the same thing that you're thinking. Go for it. Smriti Mandana was superb. Yes, there we go. Brilliant. <laughs> She's still killing it in the, in, in the in the Super League, by the way. She was on uh, TV yesterday and. Uh, you could see that smoke that Graham Swan had in the commentary. Dude, that was, was creepy as, like... That was so disturbing! What was that? He anyway. had such a, like, old-school uh, lecher smile on his face. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's not talk about Graham Swan and him being, you know, part Mad Hatter, part sick freak. <laughs> um, okay, beautiful left-handers. Guys, one... Let's take two picks from each of you. Hmm. Nice to watch. Just batsmen or batsmen and bowlers to each? We'll go batsmen in this this category. Yuvraj uh, and Lara. Yuvraj and Lara? Yeah. Not in yeah. that order, Did... but yeah. I'd, I'd have said Lara and I like Yuvraj well, but Ganguly was quite good on the offside. He was oh, yeah. a joy to watch. And probably Gilchrist. And, yeah, and well... I know it's two, but we forgot to mention Jai Surya. But anyway, I'll go for to be fair, Sangakara. That's, that's... Sangakara, dude. Sorry. Sangakara. I'll t- yeah, exactly. I take back. I take back uh, Ganguly. I'll go for Sangakara. Way class, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. No, no, as, as a beautiful looking batsman, I still like Ganguly more. But... What, what happened to there is, on the offside, there is God, then there is Ganguly. Was that a saying? Uh... Yeah, this is a pretty famous. Oh, shit. Am I just showing how old I am again? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, this this to the um, young one in the in the in the panel. Yes, this was a saying. Moving back to left-handers. Um, yeah, so your two Sid. Uh, I'll go for Sangakara and Ganguly. Yeah, I can remove Gilchrist. Sorry, yeah, Sangakara and Ganguly definitely. I'm gonna throw you guys a couple of spanners in the works. Some really really good left-handed batsmen that I've seen over the years, right? My two picks, hands down, have to be Sangakara and Ganguly. Wait, but the that, there is no spanner really in the world. That is not. You literally just there said is, the same thing you <laughs> just said. Well, but the spanner in the works that I'm throwing in there now is I'm going to actually remove Ganguly and put Saeed Anwar in. See, um, all I know about Saeed Anwar is that he scored 194. Because I had him, you know, those cricket trump cards. That's all I know about him. I've never seen him back. You were one year old when he scored 194. How will you even remember what he did? <laughs> yeah, so Saeed Anwar, where Sid was too young to see him bat. Uh, yeah, no, but so, yeah, I'd replace Ganguly with Saeed Anwar. My two picks would be Saeed Anwar and Sangakara. Sangakara, definitely. Right, those right, are the, those are the, the two best-looking best left-handed, left-handed batsmen you've now seen. We'll now we'll go to bowlers. Favorite left-arm bowlers? Uh, I think we already. Just, I think Zaheer Khan has to be up there as an Indian fan. And thinking of a second left-arm bowler, because see, I've not seen much of Asim Akram or um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even have a second favorite bowler. I've just I'm going to say Yuvraj Singh for winning us the World Cup. Uh, you know, you know, millennials. <laughs> anyway. Deva, to you, your two favorite left-arm bowlers. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, Irfan Pathan. Or actually, sorry, not Irfan Pathan. Zahid Khan. And uh, people are gonna love me for saying this: Ravindra Jadeja. Wow! So two Indians. Yeah. 
interesting. You, you know who I also like watching as a kid? Jaminda Vas. I forgot about him. Yeah. 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 Also, Va- Vas is a fairly entertaining ba- batsman as well. Yeah, true. Um, no, but my two... I mean, Vasi Makram, I've, I saw a lot of him as a kid, so he has to be one of my favorites. Plus, I was always a bowler, so yeah. that kind of, you know, added to the whole mystique of him. Uh, and the fact that he could do pretty much anything and everything with the ball. And also... Um, geez, the second one's hard, but sheer pace. I'm going to go with Johnson. Mitchell Johnson. Oof. But John Johnson was just hilarious though, right? Because like when he was bad, he was awful. Like he didn't have like an Ishan mm-hmm. Sharma, you know, zero for like thirty and ten over no. spell. He'd have a he he he, he was not for two hundred. Exactly, that's what he was. Exactly, he was bad. Okay, uh, and uh, now your favorite left-hander, one person that you think beats everybody else on planet Earth in terms of left-handed batsmen. In general? And personality, even. Um, Lara. Lara? I'd have to say Yuvraj again. There's no one... You go Yuvraj Singh, really? Yeah, why not? He's a very significant part of my childhood. My favorite basically appeared on my Instagram. Um, I was in Guyana in 2014. And I went to a nightclub, and it was during the CPL, and he was there, in all his glory, with this big gold chain around his neck. All six foot five of him, Christopher Henry Gale, <laughs> the world boss, and now the universe boss, the coolest man alive. I don't think there's been a player who's bowled off spin cooler than him. <laughs> Maybe Viv Richards, but nobody else. Was there anybody else? I can't think of one who like looked so cool while doing things on a cricket pitch. And also just, I mean, it, it was, and this is why he's so brilliant. Forget about the interview in Melbourne, you know, when he's, when he says, don't blush, baby. But uh, when he signed for Kings Eleven for this year's IPL, um, I remember he posted on his Instagram, uh, a picture of himself sitting in bed with a white turban on. And I'm wondering why on earth is he randomly sitting with a turban on his head? It's Chris Gale. He's brilliant. He's just a complete goof. <laughs> um, this is a man who says he needs a vacation when he's chilling in the middle of the Caribbean Sea on a boat. <laughs> yeah, as far as characters go. Christopher Henry Gale, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, and so those are basically our favorite left-handers. Okay, Uh, we'll move on quickly to the social media bit. I think Sid has a few things for us. Uh, Yeah, I've got a couple of things. The first, I think both of them are from Reddit. And the first one was this Reddit user compiled highlights of the, I think the biggest rivalry after James Anderson and Virat Kohli in England, uh, Ganguly and Manjrekar. (laughs) Uh, and uh it's just it's just um ganguly getting really annoyed at the shit manjurekar said yeah we should link that on our twitter actually we definitely Uh, will yeah and the second one was um 
this another Reddit user commented on the live match thread saying, I'm boiling a bucket of water and pointing it in the direction of Lords. So trying to, he was trying to increase the chances of um, it raining at Lords. One bucket at a time. <laughs> Fair enough. In other notable news, we found out on Twitter that Bumble has been fired from Sky. I wonder why, but he's kept it quite hush hush, and he actually said that on Twitter. I can't find ref- like I can't find any news on that. Yeah, it's very like I did. S- it's very hard to think why they would, unless he's done something awful. Like it's, he's easily the most lovable commentator there. Yeah, is. he probably refused to sing "Sweet Caroline" at like an ECB dinner. <laughs> he, he's like your weird quirky uncle, isn't he? He's not even that weird or quirky. He's just like entertaining. He is entertaining, actually. I, I'm gonna miss Bumble if that's the case. Um, yeah, that was that. And then there was that brilliant photo that uh, Melinda Farrell yeah. took from Lord's. Yeah, it was an excellent uh, photo. Yep. Looking like the apocalypse uh, was beginning. Yeah, was hitting. Yeah. 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 To be I mean, it was some the apocalypse point, of Dinesh Karthik's career. Some... But... <laughs> <laughs> and at some point in this match, we were hoping that the apocalypse would hit Lord's. And we would all also expect <laughs> yeah. that Stuart Broad would break Dinesh Karthik's jaw, but not the point. Yeah, as soon as soon as as soon as the toss happened, uh, that's when I like started hoping for the world to end. <laughs> and, and on that note, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't worry, uh, we are not ending, and neither is the world. The Indian uh, cricket team, as we know it, might be. Who might be ending? No, I think the me? Indian cricket team, as we know it, might be. But we will survive. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> ending. I, I think uh, there's going to be a slew of changes before that next test match. But anyway, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Bye.